Hey, what's going on? Welcome to The Doug Show. My name is Doug Cunnington. And in this episode, I'm going to talk about affiliate marketing like we do for many of the shows. But this is a particular little meta case study that I am doing. I've been publishing some uh, specific videos over on the YouTube side. I'm going to probably publish a couple blog posts too. And it's about AI tools. And I'm, I'm sharing this. I, I don't know if I'll put anything out there on the YouTube side as detailed as what I'm talking about here, but it's something I'll probably come back to and revisit in you know a, a quarter or six months from now just to give a little update on how this case study is going. And I've been critical of AI tools in the past. I think it was probably around two years ago in 2020 or so when I first tested some of the AI tools, and I just wasn't impressed. It, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Maybe my expectations were too high. I think part of it, you know, I could accept some blame, of course, for, you know, continuing to be critical of the AI tools. But I think part of it is the marketing materials that the companies were putting out. And it sounded like, the AI tools were going to just be the answer. Writers would be irrelevant, but it turns out, especially after I tested um, some some of the front runners, I won't mention which tools, but some of the the good tools that people were talking about, and they struggled to even produce a legible paragraph that made any sense to me it, for what I thought to be simple topics. Now, part of it was, of course, user error, but my expectations were pretty high. And when I got garbage, I was like, oh, these things are not ready yet. And I think if you if you have the right expectations, you'll probably be happy with some of these tools. And eventually, it, it has taken me about a year to revisit this. And I think I've been threatening to, to check out the tools a little more closely. But some of my friends, some of uh, my peers... And people that I interview have mentioned to me, you know what, some of these AI tools are great. And if you use them properly and you have the right expectations, it could really speed up your workflow. It can help you produce content faster and they're much better than they used to be. For some people, writing doesn't come as easily. Um, someone on the YouTube live streams mentioned that they're dyslexic. So it actually takes them a little bit, um, they struggle to, to write. So the AI tools are a great way to speed up the process. I decided to take a closer look and as a marketer and a self-proclaimed lazy person, I was like, well, I'm not going to do it for no reason. And I'm not going to do it for a hobby. So why not do it? as an affiliate and potentially earn some money. Also, I haven't been really creating very many YouTube videos that are not interviews. So typically I'm doing the podcast and I publish the interviews over on YouTube. I do live streams, but I really haven't been producing any new videos in quite a long time. I can't even remember. I was going to say maybe a year or so, but I think it's been more like too. So I, uh, I am lazy. I do avoid work as much as possible, <laughs> but this one made sense. And the other thing is I know there's such a huge demand for these tools. Number one, there's a lot of them out there that seem to be 
um, doing pretty well and growing. But without fail, uh, almost every week I get multiple people asking about the AI tools and how, how they work and if they were good for SEO and all that stuff. And I really didn't have the qualifications and experience to speak on that. That didn't stop me. Of course, I shit all over them. But but now I'm going to test them and I'm going to go into some of the details here. So, you know, why I'm doing it, why I had some hesitation to even approach this uh, area of content, of AI tools and reviewing them. And I'll go into, you know, all these ideas that I have around the content that I can produce, which, I mean, it just, it was kind of amazing once I sat down and sketched out some ideas and talked through it. I was like, ah, you know what? It'll be, it'll be worth it to try just for a little while, just to see what happens. So we'll get into all those details and quick, um, Thanks to the sponsor, Otis Global, that's O-D-Y-S. They're the source for premium-aged domains with powerful backlinks and strong branding. The feature domain for today is called gracerivers.com. And that was the domain for a Christian community blog focused on Bible study and Christian principles. Founded in 2008, so it's 14 years old, as a domain rating as reported by Ahrefs of 18 and a domain authority of 30. So there are what I think to be, you know, dozens of different affiliate programs for Christian bloggers. And I think you could go back and and have a look and see what was already on the blog and maybe take a look at some of the long tail keywords that it was ranking for. And I would probably aim to build out a site informational, uh, mostly, but potentially some affiliate stuff in there too. And of course, you can have display ads on the informational content and promote different affiliate articles. I think, I mean, honestly, if you are in the Christian uh, community and you're into Bible study and Christianity, then maybe it's a perfect blog for you to check out. Um, There are, not blog, but, uh, you know, age domain. So there are 220 referring domains and 180 of those are do follow. And there are some pretty awesome backlinks here. So we have Business Insider, Newsweek, HuffPost, uh, Patheos, and Insider.com, among many others. It's still indexed in Google, and there is a lot of branded anchor text. So it's worth checking out if you're in that niche area or you're interested in starting a blog in that area. If you join Otis using my affiliate link, you can get $100 in your account and I potentially would earn a commission if you buy anything, which I greatly appreciate. So thanks to Otis. And let's talk about this affiliate marketing case study with AI tools. So I talked a little bit about why I I wanted to do it. The big thing is... Honestly, I mean, this show and YouTube is pretty self-indulgent. It's called The Doug Show, after all. So one of the reasons is I know once I got down to uh, like a certain area of creating content, I was like, 
I've talked about a lot of the same thing over and over again, and I don't want to get burned out. I got close to burnout a couple of times and I was like, I just have to create the content that I enjoy creating, whether it's, uh, you know, these solo kind of shows or interviews or maybe the one-off um, just random topic area. And I, I have to create stuff that I'm interested in so that I don't burn out. And it is a common thing that happens. And I was kind of ahead of the curve uh, just because I heard other YouTubers and you know podcasters talk about it. So I knew if I just kept creating the same kind of content over and over again, that it would it would drive me insane. So I'm in a position where I didn't have to just create, you know, content that I didn't want to. So I pulled back a little bit. Now that said, I am aware there is an audience and I appreciate that you would listen and watch and subscribe to the email list and all that stuff. And I know I have to make sure that there's uh, some overlap with what I want to produce and what the audience wants. Otherwise, it's just, you know, me yelling into an echo chamber, which doesn't really do anything. So with that in mind, one of the you know most popular topics, one of the areas that people are so curious about are AI tools. And the first one that I started um, checking out in this whole set of content, this whole topic area is Jasper. I mean, I think it's one of the leaders, if not the leader. I haven't tried to, you know, figure out what ranks the highest, but uh, as far as uh, quality or number of users or anything like that, but it seems to be the one that most people talk about. So that's where I started out and a lot of people seem to be using it. So I was really, you know, just following the audience. So that's reason number one. The other part, and I think, you know, I already mentioned it, is there's a great opportunity for earning affiliate commissions here. I I am an affiliate marketer, right? I'm a, I'm a marketer of all sorts, but I definitely got started with the affiliate area and I still do some. One area I have um, sort of, I've treaded lightly overall is being an affiliate for random products, products I don't use, products that I don't believe in. And I think it comes through and that is one reason why people do listen to this show and watch the YouTube channel. I usually don't pander much. I have um, some sponsors, which I'm very respectful of, and I you know, treat them well. They treat me well. And I'm, I'm usually fair. So even uh, you know, looking back, um, not too long ago, I interviewed uh, Sarah Klo. I always want to pronounce, mispronounce her name, but I interviewed Sarah from Ezoic, and I wanted to make sure it wasn't like just a commercial. So I did ask, um, you know, f- about alternative tools for certain things and examples that she was giving. And just to make sure, like if someone didn't use Ezoic, that they had uh, another place to turn or at least some ideas to be alternatives for the solutions that she was explaining, which are only available on Ezoic. So I do try to, you know, present both sides. And even if someone has a product, I'm like, okay, if people don't have your product, what can we do? What alternatives? Can you do this by hand? Like how, how big of a problem is your product solving? So I I do try to keep that in mind. 
And when I, I think this is one of the areas where like affiliate marketers get a bad name where they're literally just promoting a product because they're shitty. Well, not because they're shitty. They're shitty products and they're promoting them and they don't care because they're getting paid on the back end. And one of my observations was the affiliate program was so good for some of the products out there, which I won't mention any specific because I'm going to be working with all these companies, right? And luckily I have such a, a large back catalog of things that I've said, it would be very hard for them to sift through all of the, the crazy things that I've said about AI tools. But the affiliate programs are so good for some of the software that people were just promoting it without knowing anything about it. And I have, um, you know, I have friends and I, you know, I'll give them a little shit. I, I don't judge them personally, but I'll, I'll like bust their balls a little bit. I have friends that review products and they compare products. They've never used them. They, they're hiring writers to compare the products and they're only comparing them on spec. They have no fucking idea what the tools are like to use. They don't, they don't know if it takes a long time to, you know, navigate within the dashboard. Is it good to use? Is it bad to use? They're literally just finding keywords. They're doing good SEO. They're getting backlinks and people are reading reviews, even for sophisticated, expensive software products. And the reviews, like they are garbage. Like people have no clue. And the, the people publishing these reviews on their sites they don't know either, right? Like they, they haven't used them. So I see that and that is how, you know, affiliate marketers get a bad name. So I, I tend to not endorse things too heavily. Um, you know, not too long ago, my friend John over at Fat Stacks had a, like a course relaunch and he was like, Hey, if you want to promote it, that's cool. So I know it's a great course. John's very smart. A lot of people have learned from, you know, his blog and podcast and him teaching through his courses. So happy to promote that. And there's just a handful of products that I actually actively promote. I get approached uh, nearly every day to either advertise or, you know, endorse a product. And, and usually it's just easier for me to reject almost everything because then I don't really have to make a big decision on it. However, one of the reasons I'm doing this is there are good affiliate programs. So I will continue to have my sort of, um, I don't want to say like anti-affiliate marketer approach, but I'm not going to I'm not going to lie about a product. I'm not going to say, hey, it's it's great when it's not. In fact, one of the first videos I did for Jasper, I was like, you know what? I had, I had big expectations for these products in the past. Why don't I try something simpler like rewriting um, some content that I already had written? So I was like, hey, let's see what it can do. And overall, it kind of rewrote the content, but it really didn't do what I thought it was going to do. Maybe I used the tool wrong. But it was authentic. It was really me using Jasper without doing any research, no investigation. I didn't watch any videos. I just signed up and I was like making the recording within, uh, I don't know, a minute or two. When you watch the video, basically I'm, I, I say, hey, I'm going to sign up for the boss mode of Jasper 
I'll be right back. And I literally typed in my information, put in my credit card and then came back. And then I started recording. I just paused it for a second and then I just kept recording. So that's like pretty much real time. I was only, I was only entering my credit card information and then I came back. So it's very real. And I was generally, you know, not impressed. It didn't, you know, completely screw up, but it really didn't help anything. Now, Luckily, I dug in a little bit more and actually used some of the other tools. And some of it, I was slightly impressed. It was kind of useful. And I think if you if you kept using it, if you kept using these tools and understand the strengths and the weaknesses, you could actually save time. You can get you know blog posts mostly written and go from there, which is you know some of the advice that I was getting from my friends. If you have the right expectations and you use the right tool for the job, it'll work out much better than, you know, what I thought initially is like, hey, you you type in um, golden retriever and you get, you know, a, a full a full blog post that would rival Wikipedia. But it's not like that at all. You know, it, it takes a lot more handholding. So one, so those are the big areas, right? People want to see this kind of content and I can earn some money at it. So why not? The other you know, thing is, since I haven't done new YouTube videos in a while where I was really you know, putting in a good effort on the YouTube side, I was like, ah, you know what? I do enjoy it. It's kind of fun. I get to create thumbnails, title them, try to do videos and these are tutorials and and people sometimes are willing to sit through a tutorial and kind of watch you struggle through. So, you know, it's more content. Okay. What hesitations did I have around doing this? So number one, there is a bit of a flip-flop here, right? So I have been critical of the AI tools. So some people might might just look at this and say, oh, Doug's just going after money. And we knew he was a, a bad guy or something like that. And I I think, I don't have an issue with that. I think it's easily defendable. And the thing is, I usually said, ah, you know, I haven't tried the tools in a while. When I did, it wasn't very good. But with new information, right, I People should change their mind if they get new information. So if I'm spending hours trying to use these tools, trying to understand you know, which tool is good for which um, type of content, where do they fail, then I should have a better idea and better recommendations for when people ask about using AI tools or if they work well or anything like that. Further, I think, you know, one of the big areas that I can add value is kind of the workflows. So I think my background in project management probably lends itself to looking at a, you know, bigger process, simplifying it, maybe putting a couple of things together that weren't um, integrated before, which I don't, I don't know exactly what that could be, but I do have some ideas about using multiple tools in sort of a series and creating a workflow so that you end up with, you know, hopefully more unique information than what a, you know, default AI tool might produce. 
So people might think I'll, I'll flip-flop or this is a flip-flop situation, but I say if you get new information, smart people will change their mind. So I'm trying to get new information. And you know, if I change my mind, I think that's okay. And there's a, you know, a vast catalog of YouTube live streams and then some of these podcasts where I have you know, stated my position on AI tools, but I can you know, keep talking about it. And if I learn more, then I can change my mind. The you know, other portion of that is you know, just generally selling out. So this is somewhat of an internal struggle. You know, I don't want, I don't want to just like, you know, create the content because I can earn some money. You know, that's, that's not a great reason to do something. And externally, other people, like I said, may, may look at it and say, oh, you know, Doug didn't like these tools, but now he does. Like, what's going on with that? And, you know, I can't please everyone, but other people may have that opinion. And, well, I can't do anything about it. I can present my case. And so far in the videos that I've created, I have mentioned, hey, I've been critical of the tools, but I wanted to see what they're all about now. Everyone tells me they're so fucking great. So I wanted to check it out for myself. We'll see. I think um, I think it'll be interesting in the comments if people do uh, lash out, which, uh, you know what, I fully uh, expect some of these videos, I think they may pull in, um, hopefully, right. This is part of the goal. It's going to pull in a different part of the YouTube audience. So my channel has been growing very slowly over the past couple of years, but since I haven't done any sort of big marketing push or new content or try to pull in a different area of the audience, it's kind of just been growing at a fairly linear rate for the past few years. There's a chance this will pull in a different part of the YouTube audience, and that would be great. It actually could help the channel grow a little faster. With that, it potentially would come, or or people would come to the channel and they would have no idea uh, what I talked about before. So whatever I said in the past wouldn't really matter, which is fine. But also when new people show up on your channel, whether it's, um, or whatever the platform is, you know, it could be Instagram, but I had a friend tell me that she had a couple of videos go viral on TikTok and Instagram. And she mentioned that when it started to go viral, the comments changed from sort of a first person like, Hey, you did a good job, or I like this, or I like that, or I didn't like this about you specifically. But when it shifted, when it went viral, they were talking about her like she wasn't there. And I thought that was pretty interesting. They're just talking about, talking about her in the third person. But anyway, I don't expect anything to go viral. It's not that interesting, but those those were the couple hesitations that I have. And I'll make a, a request here. I talked about it on, on YouTube and I haven't heard from anyone yet. So here's what I'm looking for. Is there anyone out there using AI tools that are really successful? So most of the people that seem to be defending AI tools are 
they're somewhat on the beginner side. They're like, oh yeah, you know what? Jasper is great. I'm able to write all this stuff. And they're just publishing a lot of content, but they don't have a lot of traffic on their site. I don't think they are very experienced. So these are people with their, you know, maybe first site or first couple sites and they're using the tools and they're not earning much money. So maybe a few hundred bucks, but I haven't run into anyone yet who's making multiple thousand based on a site with AI tools, especially AI tools alone. So I, I, and I'm, I'm okay if you use the AI tool and you edit it and then you publish it. So I have heard of people making a few hundred bucks, but nothing very, uh, nothing big. Now there are examples and uh, some of my friends like uh, Mark and Adam over at Niche Website Builders, they do a lot of uh, poking around HREFs and investigating and they've run across a few sites that have um, basically huge amounts of content and they they're they're publishing you know like i'm gonna get the the numbers wrong but say like 10 or twenty thousand pieces of content in a year right so they're publishing tons of stuff it is clearly ai written because it the context is off like there's misspelled words like they're not even going through an editing process or anything they're just systematically publishing things as quickly as possible. And some of these sites have grown really quickly because they're publishing so much and they're going after long tail keywords and they'll end up with, you know, a million or a million and a half visitors per month. So for, for sure, those sites are probably earning some money. They're growing fast and it's through the sheer volume. The thing is, they see the traffic just tank. So the these sites will grow really fast, they'll publish a ton, and then they'll just drop off and basically Google is either penalizing them or you know de-indexing them or something like that. So their traffic goes to virtually zero. And I'm sure they made a lot of money in the time that they were getting so much traffic, but it, it drops off, right? So Google is seeing, and it, it could be even manual, right? Like there's not that many sites that are getting, uh, you know, millions of visitors per day or, or per month. So it could be something that is on Google's radar and they, they can see, and then when they go take a look, they're like, oh yeah, this is horrible content. This is not helping anyone. And then they drop off. So anyway, shoot me an email, feedback at doug.show. If you are making good money, say, actually, if you're making any money and your site is built with AI content primarily, or at least the content that was created with AI tools is ranking well and earning money, shoot me an email. Would love to hear about it. And if you know anyone or know of any sites that are doing this on a bigger scale and they're making you know, say 5,000 per month or more, definitely want to hear about those. And that's the thing. It seems like there's not anyone making, you know, multiple several thousand per month on the shoulders, on a foundation of AI tools. Just haven't heard of it yet. And one of my arguments like in the past is if the AI tools were so great, then why don't those companies have a, you know, a content shop where they're creating content websites and then flipping them and selling them. 
And, you know, side note here, I, um, I wonder, I wonder if people that want to buy websites would be turned off if they knew most of the content was AI written. Now, there's a big debate whether or not you can tell content is written by AI or not. And I think, you know, a a solid editor, a quick edit can probably take care of uh, any major issues. But yeah, I would, I have a feeling, right? If a buyer had the choice between a site that was written all by, you know, a couple people, maybe a small team of writers or something, they're going to be way more comfortable buying that versus an equal, um, you know, everything else being the same type of site, they're probably going to opt for the non-AI site. Just my hunch, but that's what I would do if I was investing, you know, tens of thousands or multi six figures, I wouldn't want a site that is mostly built upon AI content. Now, someone mentioned in a YouTube live stream that a lot of writers are using the AI tools. So writers that you hire would use the AI tools. And their claim was, I don't think they had any real basis. I think they were just speculating. They didn't back it up at any point. But basically they were like, I think there are, this is what they said. I think there are websites that are making, you know, 10K a month. And the content was written by AI, but the owner of the website doesn't know because he or she hired writers and the writers use the AI tools, but they just didn't know it. And while that, that scenario is possible, that is filled with assumptions. And I don't think that person had any, you know, real experience or even anecdotally heard anything like that. It's just, Hey, this is possible. Couldn't that happen? And it is possible. It could happen. But I have a feeling that if, if that scenario is true, then there was enough editing taking place after the AI tool that the site was solid. Anyway, there could, I mean, there's a lot of people in the world. There's a lot of people building websites. So maybe there is someone out there crushing it with AI websites and they're not talking about it. That's okay. But we want to hear from them. Okay. Moving on here, my overall plan is to demo these tools, right? So like I mentioned, there's probably around a dozen or so that seem to be pretty popular. They look like they're um, quite useful. There's at least for sales pages look pretty good. So I will use the tools. I'll probably do demos. And if there are you know certain certain areas like uh, Jasper has templates and recipes. So I could like do a demo on specific pieces of functionality for those tools. And those can be uh, sort of short. Those can be kind of long. And there's, you know, just with the Jasper, there are probably, you know, 30 different things like that, either templates or recipes that I could run through, which you know, that's an alarming number of videos, but I can actually like do those and it, it won't take too long, especially like I mentioned, I am not 
I won't do this for all of them, but I, I was not preparing. I was just like, let's see what this thing can do. I don't know anything about anything and I'm not going to read the manual, which is what a lot of people would try to do. So it will be more helpful, by the way, in the future. Um, if I do the research ahead of time and then I could just run through and use the tool properly. And I've already done a couple of those where I ran through and did like a quick demo without recording so that I could produce better content on the other side. I could do full on reviews. So this would be the standard kind of like, who's the tool for, here's a basic use case, who's the tool not for, here's some cool features, here's how much it costs, here are the different packages, and here are maybe some alternatives that people use instead of this one. So it gives me plenty to talk about And that also works out to be a good blog post. So I am not 100% sure how many reviews I'm going to do in the written form, but in the same way I've neglected YouTube, I've neglected my blog niche site project. So I could build out a AI tools silo, essentially a topic cluster area, content cluster and have different reviews and different demos and that sort of thing where I have the opportunity to, you know, rank a blog post. I can embed the videos associated with whatever tool I'm testing and, you know, link back um, from each one of the videos over to the blog post. And that could be a great way from an SEO perspective to just have like some, some positive uh, mojo going back and forth. And, as I mentioned, there's all these different ideas. So, you know, the straight up review, I can do demos. I can also do comparisons between the different tools. So once you do that, it's like Jasper versus, I can't think of one of the other names, content copywriter. I forget. It's all the same kind of name. So I'm going to have to sort this out and figure out which ones I'm going to do. But the comparisons will be plentiful. And after I do the individual reviews and get some hours in on each of the tools, I'll be able to provide a better uh, comparison. And as I mentioned before, because I usually, and and at least maybe in my early, I was going to say, I I don't pander to the companies because I don't need to do this, right? Like this is optional. I'm in a luxurious position where this is kind of a fun thing for me to work on, but I don't have to do it. I don't care if one company is like, you're out of our affiliate program because we didn't like the content that you did. I can just be like, all right, fuck you. I don't, I don't really care. Um, There's like 10 of 10 other companies that do the exact same thing as you. And, uh, it's fine. Like we could part ways. So I can give an honest opinion, an honest comparison. And, you know, I don't want to make people mad, but I don't want to, I don't want to say, oh, you know what? All these tools are great. All of them are 9.5 out of 10. And, you know, it's just, they're all good just in different ways because that's just not going to be true. Some of them are going to suck. Some of them are going to have, you know, a bad user experience and, you know, maybe, maybe the support's bad. Maybe it's too expensive for what you get. And I will probably say that in the videos and it'll be an honest review instead of like this sort of sugar coated, like everyone gets the trophy kind of thing. I'm not going to do that. So I hope my reviews will sort of stand out because of that.
Let's see. Once, oh, one other area on that note. I'll be testing certain things. So like I said, my initial video with Jasper, I maybe should have planned it differently. I was like, ah, I wasn't that impressed with what happened. But I'll do those tests and I'll, I'll publish those too. I'll uh, put them out and say, ah, that wasn't that great. I, I don't know. I don't know why they're, you know, talking about this thing so much. So I'll show what doesn't work, which can be, you know, potentially even more helpful um, for a person trying to figure out if they want to make the purchase or not. So let's see. As we are wrapping up here, I was just blown away with the number of I, like content ideas. So I am excited about that. I hope I won't get burned out. I'm trying to, you know, batch some of this. It's easier for me to get into the right frame of mind, thinking about a specific tool, running through it, and then yeah, I can produce the content much faster. I don't want to do like, you know, one off here and one off there. I definitely want to sort of have an idea of what I am going to work on, get her done, publish them, schedule them out, and be in good shape. The other cool area that sort of came together in the last week or so as I was brainstorming this, and I don't know if it's going to work, but I am putting together a like a free resources area. I'm doing this over in Kajabi, which is the course platform and email marketing service that I use. It's an all-in-one situation over there. And I was like, okay, can I come up with a lead magnet slash content upgrade for people interested in these AI tools? And I thought, well, I can create this repository. So at first I was thinking, ah, maybe it's like a, some sort of set of resources that are useful, but I wasn't quite sure what. And I decided, well, at least in the short term, I'll probably just do more video demos. So perhaps longer form type demos where I'm going to do a blog post. Maybe a 40-minute video on YouTube is not going to do that well. Maybe people don't want to watch me write. But if I put it behind the... Um, course platform, maybe people would go check it out that are really into it. And I'm not sure, you know, I may still do a couple long form type tutorials for YouTube. I know some people do check those out, but I decided to essentially put together a free course. It'll, it won't really be a quote course. It will just be a couple sections. I'll probably build out a you know, a section for each one of the tools. Maybe there's a comparison section. One area that I think could be interesting is, you know, some of the workflow and combining some of the ideas. So as I alluded to before, maybe it's really good to use certain tools in a sequence. I was chatting with someone uh, earlier today, Melissa, who I think her episode will be coming out in a, in a week or so. So Melissa, she took uh, one of my courses. She just quit her job in the last week or so. So we talk about that, but she mentioned that she uses Phrase. I think it's phrase.io, phrase with an F. 
So she uses phrase to come up with outlines. And she was like, it works really well. And I, I use that all the time. She does like to write. So I think she just uses that portion for the outline. But the thing is, you could you know, use one tool that you really like to come up with a specific outline. And then maybe you take that outline to a different tool that you like to use better. Or maybe you have um, a specific workflow where you write the outline, then you use an AI tool to beef it out. Then you get it over to an editor to clean it up and make sure that it reads well. And then you go from there. So a couple little ideas like that where, and those were sort of simple examples, but I think that kind of stuff could be interesting to put inside the course area. It'll be free. You know, I emphasize that in the, in the videos that I've produced so far. And the idea is to build the email list. So if people are into, you know, writing content and using an AI writer, I think a lot of them will be content creators. I think there's some there's some portion of uh, users that are maybe, you know, they're, they're product people. So they're using uh, Jasper or other tools to write product descriptions. Maybe they're an ad agency and they run ads and they need a lot of different ad copy with different ideas. But I think a lot of people are going to be blogger types and blogger types often are trying to figure out how to monetize. And that's, it'll be the perfect audience to be in my, you know, email funnel and on the email list. And they would potentially enjoy this podcast. They would enjoy the YouTube live streams and all, all the things that I'm doing. So I hope number one, this series brings in new audience members. Number one, I hope it earns some money. I hope people do sign up to check out some of these tools and I hope the people that are new in the audience sign up for the email list and it'll be, it'll be very interesting to see how it plays out. It could be, you know, this would be a weird situation, but this could be something that happens. So I might be able to grow the channel, right? And I might be able to get more people on the email list, which is good. However, it might end up being like the wrong audience. So, so I've heard um, this happen a couple of times, but it's very, it's very important to have a good, uh, you know, product market fit. And right now, the way I've been operating, it works out pretty well. It's a, you know, modest audience, but it is the right people. Like you're listening for a reason, but what I wouldn't want to do is have like a whole bunch of people that like don't care about what we're doing here. And that wouldn't make much sense. I don't think that'll happen, but it's certainly a possibility. So anyway, that is the overall plan here. I will uh, check in in, you know, like a quarter or six months or something like that, or something interesting happens. It has been fun playing with uh, Jasper so far. I'm not sure uh, who's going to be on my hit list next for uh, the next set of tests, but I do want to put in, you know, a decent amount of time. So I understand at least some of the core areas that I would find useful for Jasper. And then I'll probably, 
get a little bit faster at creating some of the videos, knowing what I want to check out for certain tools. And one thing I'll probably do, I mentioned blog post, there's a strong chance I will use the tools to write the reviews. Now, as I've been told, and I'll emphasize it here, I will certainly edit those. So it'll be you know, the overall goal to just like write these blog posts faster. And it would, I mean, it makes the most sense. There's no better way to test the tool than to write its own review using the tool. So that will probably be the method. And that'll be, that'll be pretty telling. I mean, I think it'll be cool at the very beginning to say, um, you know, this review was written with the AI tool that we're reviewing uh, with edits by the author. Yeah, that'll be pretty fun. So a couple calls to action for you. If you know anyone that's doing really well, if, if you know someone, whether it's you or one of your friends or just whatever, if you know someone or a site doing really well with AI content, let me know, feedback at doug.show. And that could be you know, at any level, I am interested on the higher end, but even if you're just earning like, you know, 50 or hundred bucks per month, let me know. I am very curious to see how it's turning out. Uh, further, and I like to hear from uh, you all out there. If you are, if you are experienced in your dabbling and using the tools, just curious, like what you find most useful is there a specific tool that you like? Is there a specific type of content that you find is working really well using an AI tool? I just, I just, I don't know if I've gotten enough data from people yet that are that are doing really well. And I, it could just be my own hangup, but we'll, we'll see how it works out. Okay. And I think that is it. Yep, that's all I got on my notes right here. Thanks for checking it out and check out the videos. Leave comments out there that does help out. You know, like the videos, subscribe, blah, blah, blah. We'll catch you on the next episode.